awful. And the like the mood of the room just fucking plummeted. So it should. So it should. You should be punished for that. That's only funny when you're not actually there. You realize that. <laughs> but it's so funny to me now. Did he actually say that? He actually said Or did you just say that he said that? You know what? I don't care. I don't care. Okay, if, I'm going to imagine that he just wished he'd said that and told you that he'd said that in order to make himself feel better about uh, either his way. lack of agency in life. <laughs> I don't care if he actually said it or, yeah, or he wished he said it. The way he told me the story was just brilliant. Uh, contextual comedy. And you know what? I'm going to start this conversation right after I told that story and all the listeners are going to be like, what was it? And it's going to kill them. <laughs> Editing. Editing. Tea with Alice. So, art. Art is the rant for today. Art is the rant for today. Art is not a luxury, or it's is what? it? Or is it? It isn't. So, the thing is, uh, there's this trend among comedians to, like, say mean things about people who work nine-to-five jobs. Yeah. Corporate jobs, lawyers oh, and bankers and so on. Damn them. Damn they should them, be doing what I do, being unemployed. Yeah. yeah. So uh, they do that because they think that people in corporations look down on artists. Yeah. So don't. comedy rule of thumb is you don't kick down. You always kick up. Oh, yes. If you kick down, you're a bully. Yeah. You make fun of targets who are powerful. And mm. by some standards, people who are working in corporations are more powerful than comedians. But it's not really fair because they don't look down on us. For peop- I mean, for the people that I know who've worked in corporations, and I worked for a little while in a law firm, a little while in a bank, uh, they look at art as a luxury that they can't afford. The Corporate artistic people. lifestyle is something they can't afford to have, either because they're not creative types or because they have obligations to their family or because they they feel this sense of, you know, their parents paid for their education and so they need to give something you know, back. Give something they need back. to make it... Or whatever it is. It's not that they don't want to be, or maybe they have a lower appetite for risk or they just feel more responsible for things. They don't feel like artists are... Sell, you know, they don't feel like artists are weak or pathetic. It's it's something they look up to and look highly towards. You always get, you know, they're like, oh, you're so brave and I wish I had the courage to do that or if I could only find the thing I was good at, I would be there in a heartbeat or whatever, any of those things. They're not spitting on us they're not calling us lazy or stupid or anything so it's not fair to kick down in that situation to call so them in a way and call the them... unemployed smelly unbathed comedian that does five minutes of comedy at a dingy pub in front of 12 people is actually far above that yeah. investment banker in this context yes. yes but that made me think because of this perception of art as a luxury and it is a luxury. If you don't have a family that you have to look after, you can go and be unemployed. But not a monetary luxury. Minutes. No, it's not a monetary luxury. It's a luxury of time and commitment and responsibility and you can be outside society. You need to have society in order to be outside it and you get to rest on other people's hard work, basically. You know, people can't have come to drink pay. beer and watch you know, who is comedy to if watch you your comedy, watch your comedy. Not, you know, making the trains run on time. People with real jobs are paying to digging watch you holes. Do Go dig a ditch. Exactly. And so my father would say. I was thinking about whether art is a luxury and then I thought about like 
my grandmother, who was in World War II, they used to read plays to one another when they had no food and nothing. And you think about, you know, the blues came out of the ghettos and the poorest mm. of, of black people. And a lot of, a lot of art actually comes out of people who have nothing. So it's not a luxury. I mean, you think in the society we have now that art is the last thing you buy when you have everything else and it's the first thing you stop buying when things get tight, but it's not true. Art is the last thing you give up. People on death row are writing poems. You know, this is, it's a really, it's not a luxury, it's an absolute necessity. And I went to America and I was in all these um, museums and things and you see the pots and the necklaces and the as forks. As a patron, the, not as a sculpture uh, yeah, of some I am a sort. sculpture. I just yes, stood there for I was a while. just in there as I'm an exhibit. <laughs> Are you calling me old? Sean? No. Um, Older. I noticed <laughs> that, uh, you know, everything there had been made. Everything there was beautiful. Yeah. And it made me think that for most of history, most people would have been making something artistic yeah. and making it beautiful. And so this urge that we have that is a necessity that you have in the absolute bleakest of times. That's something really integral to humanity. And I don't, you know, and we're sort of maybe coming around to that again with like the ability everyone has to work on their computer or make things and put up Facebook statuses. I think that's a really, we have an urge to create and I think it's super important. Yeah, well, this um, was a thought I was having the other day. I was talking to a young lass uh, friend of mine and she said, she said to me, she goes, uh, I I could never do what you do because I have an analytical mind and you have a creative mind. And I, for some reason, this just didn't sit right with me because mm. I didn't I don't like thinking of minds being developed in one way or another. It is true that she has an aptitude to study and to apply herself like her majors are in economics and maths and chemistry and stuff that, you know, is when it comes down to it zeros and ones and and atoms and elements and stuff like that and i don't see that as Not a purely creative. analytical mind i f- i find that like it's just using a different language just to be a different creative. language to yeah. to be creative and and when she explained some of her projects to me she had an idea and it was an idea about you know uh el nino uh kind of weather patterns and how they can uh predict the flooding of mines and therefore uh, if you could predict the flooding of mines in certain weather patterns months and months in advance you could either prepare for it or at least financially prepare for it uh, let alone actually shut down mines and prevent costs from skyrocketing from lack of production or destruction of production facilities and I was like you just thought of a really creative way to save people's livelihoods. You save people from losing their job, from mines closing down prematurely before you know they have reached their potential. You've done a lot, and that like that is a creative solution. And she just always sort of thought of herself as non-creative. And some non-creative. of the best comedians are analytical minds. Like you have to be analytical to process society and feed it mm. back to itself in this really interesting way that's going to change people, the way people think about things. And mm. I mean, there's like I'm going to go back to like first year uni, and we had this uh, amazing lecture lecturer called Bruce Gardner, who said everything is a quotation. So every word you like speak, just that you <laughs> quoted from yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> quoted from him. But every word you speak is a word that you've heard in another context. Yeah. So everything is a quote. 
everything you say, everything you do is just a matter of, you know, Not art. necessarily spoken by Abraham Lincoln. No, it's just everything, every word, everything that you know is... It's an internet meme joke, that yeah, is. Yeah, it's beautiful. If you beautiful. get it, then you've, you're on Reddit too much. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, no, that's very interesting. Because, yeah, everything is... Which means that everything is art. Every moment that you're trying to communicate something is an artistic But doesn't theme. that water down the value of art? Yes, probably. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't water down the value of good what art. A, what a downer. Like, yeah. Yes, actually. Yeah. Yes, it makes us entirely redundant. So, yeah, the guy writing down his shopping list on his wrist mm. while distracted from the Monet that's in front of him at the museum he's seeing reluctantly as he was dragged there by the girl he's trying to sleep with at the he time. Was rich visual he was Sean. He was as much of an artist as... No, he's not as much of an artist. <laughs> as no. much of an artist. What I'm saying is that every act of communication is artistic, which means that then you have a sense of how important, not even important, how integral in art is to any kind of communication. And then you have the aesthetic, you know, what we call high art or proper art or real art, you know. Yes. Those are built on top of this foundation. And if people understand that the foundation is so incredibly vital, then you have you build value on top of that. Because so, everything that's above that is more than essential. If every form of communication is in some way art, then does it matter the intent of the artist? Because that it, communication yes. in itself is trying to communicate not, an intent. Yeah, when not you all think art for is necessarily the, a communication of intent. Yeah, for the person that receives that communication to interpret in a way to try to f- transfer information to them, right? But a lot of high art critics and artists and stuff have been told me and a lot of authors that I've um, read up on have communicated that or the the authorial intent authorial intent thank you my dear Uh, good communication there we're artists Uh, (laughs) but authorial intent I didn't say it wrong but let's keep going is not important at all George Orwell had no idea that he was communicating you know uh, templates of uh, inevitable human society that have repeated themselves in so many... Yeah, he did. He was doing a satire of nine, 1948. That's why it's 1984. It's no, specifically... like in, in Animal Farm, like when he, he he creates a metaphor for how so many governments repeat the same mistakes of other governments and not just governments, but makes up makeups yeah, of people getting satire. together. He was communicating a thing. But it doesn't matter that he was communicating a thing. You can read so much out of it. Yeah, but then I mean what you make of art is a different question. I mean that's a, a rant for another week. Um I have the beholder. But a lot of what I uh, what high art is doing is communicating something more than basic meaning. It's communicating mm. a feeling or it's communicating a sense of um, or it's trying trying to evoke a sense of uncertainty or wonder or open spaces in our ideas about the world. It's a disruptive thing often if it's not clear communication. And that's part of what we think of as, as high art or fine art is the, like something that's a little bit obscure, a little bit troubling or a little bit unsettling. Um, and it's not basic straight communication. Not every, you know, not every painting has to be an essay. All communication is art, maybe not all art Most is pictures. communication. I don't know. Oh. 
Very nice. But art, yeah. I think my answer to whether art is a luxury or not. The question you posed yourself? Yes. (laughs) Yes and no. (laughs) Yes and no. Yes and no. Wow. I feel like I'm a racehorse. I've just run all the way around the track and I've just realized, oh shit, I'm at the start again. Uh, that was pointless. No, unless it wasn't you had a bet pointless. on me. You're you're you you're more valuable for the running. Am I? No, Am you're I... probably gonna get shot in the head. At least you could probably sell my sperm later on. Holy shit! So yeah, we're different people. You and I are very different people. Very different people. But we're talking to each other because we have something in common. Yeah. What is that? That we both like ideas. Oh. I was like, we didn't dress the same again, do we? Is one <laughs> yeah. of us going to have to go home and change? I'm going to spill red wine on you all oh. over you. Oh, no. I look better in this dress anyway, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, like, uh, yeah, well, the thing I like like about you, the, that's why I'm here. I'm not not here. Uh, <laughs> or aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm... Well, that's the one thing I don't like about you. Oh, God, existential angst. <laughs> <laughs> Every no. conversation with me ends in existential angst, like yeah. the one about the being a racehorse running around a track until your sperm becomes valuable. <laughs> That's life. Uh, such is life. Such is life. Uh, but no, like the I like ideas. Mm. I like talking about ideas. I like um, how ideas develop. I like that you can propose an idea mm. that isn't an idea yet. It's just a an, an idea about an idea. Yes, and then I like how it develops. It, yeah, it's an idea about an idea. That's exactly it. I've got an idea that might develop into an idea. Yeah, and I like the fact that you can have an idea. I like the idea of ideas as concrete things. So you can have an idea and you can give someone an idea and then they have the idea themselves. It's like an STD for the brain. Yeah, but you can't, you can't <laughs> I gave receive you an, an idea. I gave you a herpes. Without actually having an idea. Yeah, yes, you know, you're right. And that's why comedy's great, because you can tell if people get it or have received it by if they laugh. Yeah, but not in podcasts. <laughs> not in podcasts. We're just shouting into <laughs> We look the at void. the stats and we cry. That's that's what they <laughs> yeah, look at the stats and cry. Because they, no oh, he accidentally downloaded it because it thought it was something about Alice in Wonderland, but it wasn't. Oh. Well, mm. it is Alice in Wonderland. It's Alice in Wondering Land. Wondering. Oh, oh. dropping them. Yep. Dropping them. That's what I do. It's fantastic. God, <laughs> my mind is just obliterated on the floor with that brilliant punnage. That's why they pay me the no money. <laughs> Hire me yeah. for your corporate event. I like, I see that this is the, the weird... I'll ri- call your people racehorses. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, this is why I, um, I, I don't get modern relationships uh, in that when your significant other comes home, mm. you ask them, how was your day? Mm. And you're going... All right, I get that you're, you're you're intrigued about their emotional state. You're like, how was your day? How did, how did you, feel? you feel about your day? Maybe mm. you're, and you're like, oh, it was rough. Oh, it was tough. Oh, it was great. You know what I mean? And then you're probably trying to get some sort of story. But how interesting is anyone's day, really? Especially in like if you're don't have an adventurous, ever changing career. If you're like a data do. entry, yeah. If you're a data entry assistant. Like, not even a data enterer. Enterer? Like, enterer. Um, a data enterer. A data enterer? I enter data into a data enterer. Um, 
<laughs> but you know, if you if you have you know a, a stock standard job, not much alters, and those details that do alter aren't that interesting. Oh, yeah. Carol had a birthday today, and then I did the exact same thing I do every day. Yeah. But Carol had a birthday today, and the cake was vanilla. Like that's like <laughs> that vanilla cake. That's not that fascinating. So like in this, what kind of like vanilla? why would you why would you ask your partner every day what was that slightly difference that what was that slight difference what minor that made your, to your mundane, mundane day slightly better because that even you to fend off the fear of death fear of the death for one more 24 hour period uh and that, that just doesn't interest me but like the thing is the thing that's different in everyone's day is what they think about but no not for everyone well i find i find like but you think that what did you learn today you know what I mean? What did you learn today? It didn't happen in your day. It happened in someone else's day, somewhere else. And you read about it. You saw something about it. You heard something about it. And what did you learn that day? I find that's a much more fascinating question because it is true. We learn something new every day. But, like, what did you learn today? It's like, a little bit self-helpy, though. <laughs> it is. It is a little. I like... Uh, no, I don't like... No, I'm being, I'm being mean. It's I a little Tony you. Robbins. It's a I, little Tony Robbins. I agree with you. I don't like self-help books. Yes. Uh, because... Uh, <laughs> I think you need two people for a help situation. Self-help is just not needing help. If you're helping yourself, it's not... Unless you're, like, compartmentalising your If you character. need a book, a self-help book could cure that need of that yeah, book. self-help books... And then the it could thing, help you procure a book. The, the only thing that self-help books teach you is uh, how to become successful by writing a self-help book. Yes. They're like, oh, I helped myself by writing a self-help book. That's all the advice yeah, that they can give you. And exactly. I mean... Uh, it's fine to want to um, become a better person, but I think often what happens with self-help books is they compartmentalise you. You There's this you and there's the bad you and then there's the you at work and then you, this is the you that's helping yourself. This oh, is, this is the you that's preventing yourself from prevailing. Yeah, and so yeah. it's not it's not a very integrated way to be. I think you'd end up just fragmenting your personality into this kind of constant battle. Yeah. Like, you know, life doesn't have to be a fight with I'm yourself. I'm a total giver. I'm never a taker. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why my life is in shambles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If so okay, I, mean, I, I could be a giver taker. <laughs> like, you I know. need to cultivate the, this part of my personality. Yeah. And, and, and so then eat less carbs. Stab this part of the, my personality and then yeah. they'll wrestle one another to death but in what the mud I... of the tears of this part of my personality. And then we'll, you know, it's just like be yourself and then be better. <laughs> wouldn't it be an interesting thing, though, if your partner got home uh, if you got a partner, not to rub it in, <laughs> I didn't have a partner either. Uh, if your partner got home and instead of going, how was your day? Saying, what did you learn today? And then from through that like experience, you'll learn that thing that they learned that day. And then you'll have an opinion on it mm. that is void of the context where they learned it from yeah. as well. Give me your ideas. Yeah, and I'll give, give me you your mine. idea. And then so you've cultivated a brand new idea. You've kept your idea, but you've cultivated another idea in another head. And because she's getting it in a different context to which you got it, you she'll have a different... Then you And then she'll send it back to you. And then you can have an in-depth conversation about an idea, an idea of an idea that creates another idea. And, and then you get dinner and then you bone and then you sleep. Yes, yes. The perfect day, data entry day complete. Yes. And suddenly your life as a, a data enterer is less so bleak. Bad. Yes. Well, I think, yeah, the problem is that people automate their days. And the problem with automation is that it makes time pass faster. 
So, like, people who are doing, like, life hacking stuff, which is good and admirable. But uh, the reason time passes faster as we get older is because we automate so many things and we pay attention to less things. So we notice fewer things and time passes faster. If you spend time noticing things, time passes slower. You should do that because otherwise you will die really quickly. <laughs> and even if you don't die really quickly, it'll feel like you did. Yeah. Don't hack your way to death. I won, I won. Oh, I'm in the afterlife. Which turns out it's just blackness. Mm, forever. That sucks. My personality is disintegrated, so I don't feel bad about it. (laughs) (laughs) You've been listening to Tea with Alice and Shawn Michaels. Why not subscribe?